Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, I have actually been reading um, for Blanchard for two years, a little over two years now, since 2019. Um, and I've been doing it because I just like the places. I'm not get, I don't get compensated for it. I just decided that this is something I wanted to promote on my podcast, and I hope you all enjoy it. Um, what I want to see is people going down to bfwdenver.com, getting yourself a bottle, booking yourself a virtual wine tasting, or booking yourself a table, or get yourself some swag. Or you could just like go down there. They're open at one o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, get yourself some of the wine and your if you're like it's a, if it's a late lunch, you want to have a couple uh, uh, drinks, you know, get to get yourself some of that uh, 2017 Cabernet, get some of that Blake Street blend. They also have whites. They got blends. They got reds. They got everything that you need. They also got partnerships with Western Slope Wineries, which is really cool. Check those out when you go down there. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Pick yourself up a bottle, uh, book yourself a table, pick yourself up some swag, or book yourself one of those very popular virtual wine tastings, which are all the rage in the winter. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, the Nuggets played their first game of the season. They beat the uh, Phoenix Suns 110-98. to um, I'm sure Michael Malone was pleased with that because they held the Suns under, under points. Um, but aside from just the, the game, which was an interesting essay of where the Nuggets are right now without Jamal Murray... Um, one thing that is very clear to me, and this is something that we kind of needed to talk about, just as I think it's a problem in the NBA in general, um, due to the transience of players in the N- NBA, which is, uh, I mean, look, there's more, there is more player movement in the NFL, despite what people say, there's more player movement in the NFL. The only t- t- the player quarterbacks are the ones that tend to stay with their teams, especially if they're good ones. Um, you don't see the kind of star movement in the uh, NFL unless the team cuts you. Um, but there's by far more player movement in the NFL. They they their system entire system is designed to force people into free agency, um, and that determines a market. The entire system in the NFL is based on free agency. That's why you see so little trades. Um, in the NBA, it is not designed that way. Um, trades are more of a feature in the NBA. And um, free agency, when you get to about, well, past your restricted, agent, restricted free agency period, um, you see more free agency movement, which for some reason offends fans, which is something I'll never understand, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um but there's no one of the things my issues with the NBA has been since about oh I don't know the early 2000s the the concept of rivalries has really kind of dissipated um there have been a few but because the star players move so much in the NBA particularly since 2010 
the concept of rivalries has just gone away and 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 it, it's been it bugs me because you know you used to have great ones like Boston Philadelphia um you used to have great ones like the you know Lakers and the Celtics it was really ginned up in the 80s um i mean you had natural ones people are very close by um you know, up until about 1995, Denver and Utah was a pretty, pretty intense rivalry. Um, I think that if you were to, you know, wave a gun in my face and say, Jeff, what is your least favorite team? I'd t- tell you Utah, but that's a historical thing. They really haven't been a, quote, rivalry since the mid-90s. Um maybe, you know, the bubble stuff, but, you, you know, it, I don't know. It's kind of like Portland was, quote-unquote, a rival, but the, the Nuggets don't have a historical rivalry with the the Blazers. The The Blazers were always in the Pacific uh, division uh, up until about 2004 or five when they moved into the NBA, reduced the site. They went from away from the Pacific and Midwest division uh, to... Um, you know, Southwest, Northwest, um, Pacific, you know, all th- those things like that. They, they, they changed the way they did divisions. And uh, it's, the Blazers have been in the Nuggets division. And quite frankly, I would never describe Portland as a, quote, rival. Um, and I wouldn't, I didn't think they would either. Their, their rival is the, uh, the Lakers um, because of the historical thing with the Pacific division. The interesting thing about this is that one of the reasons I set this all up is because what I've seen from the Denver Nuggets, the last, since the playoffs began, and I'll I'll be honest with you, even before that, there was kind of an interesting thing that developed last year. And if you look, if you turn your minds back to the blur that was the the post-bubble season uh, last year, um, the, the team that's, that played the Nuggets the closest and had the most, uh, I don't know, the fiercest kind of play against the Nuggets was the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. And that goes back to last year. The Nuggets won the season series 2-1, and then they got to the playoffs, and obviously the Nuggets were missing basically their entire guard rotation, and the, uh, uh, Suns won. Uh, they swept the Nuggets. You could tell that the Nuggets were just sick of the Suns. And I'm not exaggerating here. You could tell the Nuggets in that series were sick of the Suns. Uh, there was kind of this un... The, I th- you could tell in the body language the Nuggets were like, this is this, this is this unearned entitlement from this Suns team. And it's which is kind of true because the the Suns this that was their first playoffs in, in years, and um, then they took advantage of three straight teams in the Western Conference that were missing their second star. <laughs> it was it was the most remarkable run of good fortune I have seen in the NBA in a long time. And this, you know, rightfully, they, they're not going to apologize for it. And if the Nuggets took advantage of the same thing, I would not apologize for that either. Um, that is not a, something that the Nuggets should ever even think about apologizing for. It is, a, it, is a, it, is, it is something that you just do. 
and the and the Suns made it to the finals, won two games, and then uh, Milwaukee ended up winning the next four. On the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about why this matters and why a potential Nuggets-Suns rivalry is extremely important for the Nuggets and maybe hopefully shows a pathway forward for the NBA as far as developing regional rivalries that have been missing for so, so long in the league. But first, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app and an official sports betting partner of the NFL. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Uh, Same game parlays uh, have the potential of really netting you more money. And, you know, as with anything with betting, the more money you risk, uh, the more potential payout you got, particularly based on the odds. Um, It's, it's, it's it's a fun little thing. I've I've talked to a couple of people, my uh, co-host of Morty and the Sharp, uh, Pat, he was talking to me about how much he was enjoying those uh, parlays. Uh, so maybe you should get, all get on to that and uh, try it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promotion, promo code MHS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. um, On the other side, the Nuggets, what, what you saw last night was the Nuggets even coming into the game indicating that they wanted this back. And one of the reasons they wanted this bag is is basically all the smack that uh, Phoenix was talking in the, in the sweep. Once again, they earned it. I mean, it, it, any time with these these kind of sparks of rivalries, you get people on the other side. Well, if you, you know, if you wanted to shut them up, you should have won a game. I mean, obviously, folks. So I don't want to hear that. Particularly if there's any Phoenix fan listening to this, I just I I don't care. What you saw last night was a highly motivated Nuggets team, and that manifested and maybe culminated in Aaron Gordon's late-game block on uh, Devin Booker. What I can tell you is from my limited insight, um, the slapdown incident with Cameron Payne in the fourth game of last year's playoffs, where Jokic got tossed, was a wait a minute kind of moment because uh, Jokic grazed his nose and and uh, Cameron Payne flopped like a fish. The entire bench saw it. The, the everyone in the arena saw it. it. Everyone knew what was happening, but it, it it was one of those things. And you can tell that was a uh. This is we're we're not going to take this shit. Moment, because Jokic then backs up Devin Booker, who got into space. 
there's a great picture of, of Jokic pressing uh, Booker in the chest and uh, Booker wincing. And actually, I like Devin Booker. Uh, I met him uh, when he came to work out for the Nuggets. He was a sweet kid. Uh, had never been to Denver before and was like, oh, can you guys tell me somewhere to eat? <laughs> it, was, it was a fun moment. Uh, uh, he was, like I said, he was a sweet kid. Um, really was just like uh, impressed me when he came down for the workout. Um, so I actually, I like quote unquote Devin Booker, but on the flip side of that, some of the antics and histrionics that the, the Suns were going, doing in that, uh, uh, series was, um, it was annoying. It was purposely annoying. They were playing the heel and the Nuggets responded in a way that could tell, you could tell they took it personally, which is something that has been missing in the NBA for years and years. And... It has kind of sucked. I'm not going to get into the, oh, you know, friends, players shouldn't be friends, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't care. But you should care when your team plays another team. And you could tell collectively from the owner on down to the equipment manager, uh, the Nuggets wanted this. Uh, they wanted this one. And... They wanted to send a message to the Suns for whatever that means, by the way. I mean, this is this is a uh, uh, game one of an 82-game regular season. Uh, the the stuff will be proven in the playoffs, obviously. But this was a little moment where I looked at this game and I said, like, this, this Nuggets team actually dislikes this team, this Phoenix team. This Nuggets team didn't like the way the Suns handled themselves in that second round series, and they wanted to prove a point. And that block by Aaron Gordon was so disrespectful. Now, look, you could make an argument that it was goaltending. I don't care. Um, and if it was flip side and it happened when, and uh, uh, say, like if Jay Crowder had uh, done the same thing on a Michael Porter Jr. shot, that I, I wouldn't expect Phoenix fans to care either. But that shot was a point-proving, disrespectful shot, uh, uh, block. Um, he uh, was at the court at the end of the game. Booker was struggling, struggling in this game. And Gordon chased him down and shot the ball basically 10 rows up at, uh, at the arena, at the Phoenix arena. And it would not only was it shot that way, it was like a bullet. It just went. And then. Uh, then Gordon did the lip curl, which I, I, I love. There's a video on the Nuggets Twitter account, which was like he was he was motivated and he was like, I'm going to get this shit out of here. And it was amazing to watch. And that, and I said on Twitter last night, it had me kind of giggling like a schoolgirl because you just don't see that stuff in the NBA anymore. And I think this is a good thing for the NBA. The NBA needs the regional rivalries back. Denver and Phoenix are like an hour and a half flight away from each other. And it's, it is good to see objectively, in my opinion, I can't, can't, can't say objectively if I say my opinion, but anyway, in my opinion, that, this not, that the NBA needs this sort of thing. You need more of this stuff. You need actual rivalries. And that's what will kind of help sustain things, particularly through a, you know, if you're going through the 
the meat of a very boring a you know eighty two game season. You need some of these rivalries to beef this stuff up, and then when you get to the playoffs, it kind of reaches a crescendo. You kind of want that stuff. You know, um, the NBA has been leery of quote rivalries since the um, brawls of the late '90s in the playoffs between the Heat and the Knicks. Um, the NBA has really, really shied away from it, and I think it's if you ask me, it's my, you know at least in my opinion, the NBA has actively pushed away from rivalries because they are very afraid of the brawls. Even though there hasn't been a uh, extensive brawl since the malice at the palace, or you could argue the Nuggets, uh, Nuggets versus uh, Knicks in two thousand six, although that was more of a, a dust up than it was a brawl. The the malice at the palace was intense and it was league changing. Um, but the you can tell the NBA hasn't wanted this. Well, you don't. You can have a rivalry without there being fisticuffs. And what I saw last night was a motivated Nuggets team that was like, we're just sick of these guys, and we're going to prove your point. And that was so encouraging. It's game one. Who knows what's going to happen for the rest of the year. But if anything's to to uh, be taken away from this, it's that the Nuggets don't want to get pushed around anymore. They don't want to be perceived as soft. The, uh, the Suns swept them, and it was... Uh, something that you could tell the Nuggets took personally, and they had been circling this since the schedule came out. They were ready. And even though they had a, a bench moment in the in the second quarter, if it wasn't for that seven-minute stretch, Nuggets would have blown them out by 30. Think about that. And that's a subject for another day. All right, well, thank you all for joining me on uh, this this latest Mortcast. I'm recording a special CSG tonight with my buddies, uh, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin, the originals of uh, Colorado Sports Guys podcast. So I'm very much looking forward to that, and that'll be posting tomorrow. But in the meantime, uh, I'll see you guys, uh, well, in a couple days. <laughs>